From Bloomington, Indiana, welcome to Prescription for Healthcare on WFHB Community Radio, sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana. I'm Karen Greenstone, along with Dr. Rob Stone. Hello. Since we're approaching Medicare open enrollment for seniors, we've decided to rebroadcast our conversation with Dr. Anna Malinow from November 2021. Our conversation with Dr. Malinow concerned direct contracting entities and the unclear nature of this experimental project underway with the Center for Medicare Services that has the potential to affect all of us, including those of us not of Medicare age. To update our listeners, the DZE program was scrapped due to pressure from lawmakers, providers, and health justice advocates. However, the CMS Center for Innovation cleverly changed the name to ACO REACH, that stands for Accountable Care Organization Realizing Equity, Access, and Community Health. FYI, Indiana University Health will begin participating in the ACO REACH program in 2023. Seniors may have already received a notice from IU Health saying, no action needed. Our guest today is Dr. Anna Melano, who recently made a presentation on DCEs at the annual national meeting of Physicians for a National Health Program. Dr. Malinow is a clinical professor of pediatrics at the University of California in San Francisco. She has spent decades working with immigrant, refugee, and other underserved populations. She co-founded Healthcare for All Texas and Doctors for Change. Dr. Malinow is the past president of Physicians for National Health Program and serves as an organizer for National Single Payer. She has been a guest speaker on healthcare reform and has been featured on national and international television and radio. And she's with us today on WFHB Community Radio. Welcome to Prescription for Healthcare, Dr. Melano. Thank you, Karen and Rob, so much for the opportunity to speak with you. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for taking time for being with us. Dr. Malinow, there is a move under the radar of most people about a change that's been proposed for Medicare. We've talked with Dr. Ed Weisbart on prescription for healthcare, but the changes and potential risks to patients remain unclear. Will you tell us the difference between traditional Medicare and Medicare Advantage, especially since we're in open enrollment for Medicare right now? Thank you, Karen, for that question. I sometimes call open enrollment open season because that's what October through December has become for our seniors on Medicare. We are literally deluged with ads to sign up for Medicare Advantage plans. So good question. What is the difference between traditional, also known as original Medicare and Medicare Advantage? Most people are quite familiar with how a private health insurance plan operates. If you get your health insurance as a benefit from your employer, you go to your doctor, obviously allowed by your plan's network, you pay a copay, you pay a deductible, and of course, you and your employer pay a premium right out of the paycheck every month. Most people can't wait to get on Medicare because they will no longer have to deal with an insurance company or a network. They opt to stay in traditional Medicare, and about 60% of seniors choose traditional Medicare, which is not without its cost, as you know, but at least you don't have to deal with an insurance company any longer. Unless you sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan, which about 40% of seniors have chosen. Now, under Medicare Advantage, you are lured by low to zero premiums and minor dental vision hearing benefits, but you have to deal with an insurance company under Medicare all over again. It's the plan that decides if you go to your doctor or one doctor or another, 
if you need prior authorization or not, what medications are on formulary, if you can get healthcare from this cancer center or not. So just when you thought you were getting rid of that health insurance plan, no, you have it for the rest of your life. Sure, you can switch to another Advantage plan, but it's tricky and sometimes financially impossible to switch back to traditional Medicare. So there you are, stuck with an insurance plan that can deny you care and can disenroll you, especially at the end of life, that drains the Medicare trust fund and increases Part B premiums through their upcoding schemes. Bottom line, the difference is under traditional Medicare, don't deal with insurance companies again. And the Medicare Advantage deal with insurance every time you get health care or you don't. And there's still a lot of confusion and misunderstanding about the threats to traditional Medicare involving the DCEs, the direct contracting entities. It doesn't roll off the tongue very easily. Can you give our listeners an explanation of what direct contracting entities are and why this is a threat to traditional Medicare? Absolutely. You're absolutely right, Karen. There is a lot of confusion because of how these direct contracting entities, or let's call them DCEs because they are hard to roll off the tongue, were created, who created them, and how they're being rolled out. It's not like Congress passed the law with a debate of votes like the ACA. No, not at all. Very briefly, direct contracting entities were created in the waning days of the Trump administration by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation also CMMI or the Innovation Center for short, to de-risk all of the centers for Medicare and Medicaid. Now, what does this even mean? 40% of Medicare is already de-risked and in the hands of Medicare Advantage capitated arrangements. This means Medicare doesn't pay the providers, that the doctors and hospitals directly for these patients anymore. Instead, it pays the insurance plan that then decides how much health care the seniors under the plan get. So remember, under private health insurance, the employer and the worker pay premiums to the insurance company, and then the insurance company decides how much health care you as the worker get. Under Medicare Advantage, it's not the employer, but it's the government that pays the insurance company for you, and the insurance company decides how much health care you as a Medicare beneficiary gets. You would think that this would save money, but it doesn't. In fact, Medicare overpays Medicare Advantage plan billions and billions every year. Another way of putting it is that Medicare Advantage plans bilk Medicare and the government billions every year. And now this is where the DCEs come in. Medicare wants to do the same thing for the remaining 60% of seniors not on Medicare Advantage. But how is this even legal, especially since these are seniors that specifically have chosen not to join a Medicare Advantage plan? So to back up a minute, the Innovation Center was created under the ACA back in 2010 with a mandate to introduce models of care into Medicare that would decrease and not worsen care. Now, as we know, in a profit-driven healthcare system such as ours, that's like squeezing water from the rocks. It's just not going to happen. But okay, they were optimistic, so the ACA gave full authority to the CMMI, to the Innovation Center, to roll out any model that they deemed fit to all of Medicare without congressional approval. And that's where we are today. The direct contracting entities are this model, which will be rolled out to non-capitated traditional Medicare beneficiaries without congressional approval or anyone's. What is a DCE? Simply put, it is a risk-bearing middleman. So just remember it, it's a middleman 
for traditional Medicare, just like Medicare Advantage plans for seniors that have signed up for Medicare Advantage plans. And why would CMS do this? Sadly, many American health economists believe the reason U.S. healthcare costs are high are due to two things. Greedy doctors billing for too much volume, otherwise known as fee-for-service, and patients just getting too much care. And how to fix this? According to them, you just get rid of the greedy doctors and stop giving Americans so much health care. You set up these risk-bearing middlemen like DCEs that accept payments for Medicare, dupe doctors into joining the middlemen entities and bringing their patients along, lets the middlemen grab the money, deny care, upcode, spend as little as 60% on healthcare for beneficiaries, keep the rents as profit, and hope for the best for these poor traditional Medicare beneficiaries. Now, there are 53 of these DCEs, mostly owned by for-profit private equity firms, some for-profit physician practices, ECOs, and Medicare Advantage plans. Most DCEs are owned by corporations straight out of Wall Street. They are roping doctors in with promises to reimburse better than Medicare in exchange for their patients. I mean, that is awful. Exchange for their patients who will be automatically aligned to the doctor's DCE. So the doctors get to choose the DCE and without the senior's knowledge or consent. We are hearing stories of seniors being sent letters by DCEs, letters that seniors don't understand and don't know what to do with. And the end game is this, a potential 30 million seniors will be aligned because they don't call it a sign. They're aligned by CMS to a DCE through their primary care providers without the senior's knowledge or consent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So terrifying. Well, it's, and it's so dark and hidden and yeah. So in, after hearing all of this, what is your prescription for healthcare, Dr. Malinor? Oh. The most important thing to remember about our healthcare system is that it is first and foremost a system based on profit. And DCEs really highlight this. Absolutely. So any prescription for our healthcare system will have to involve eliminating the profit motive from the system. And that's number one. Number two is recognizing healthcare as a human right. Which brings us to numbers creating a national, single-payer, universal, comprehensive, affordable, accountable, accessible gender-affirming, high-quality, dignified, transparent and equitable, non-discriminatory healthcare for all individuals residing in the U.S., regardless of sex, age, creed, race, religion, gender identity, sexual orientation, citizenship, disability, geographic location, income, or employment status. So can I just follow up with that, that there is a bill in Congress right now, H.R. 1976, which is the Medicare for All Act of 2021 that will get us pretty close to this. As we know, over half of the Democratic caucus has signed up as a co-sponsor, but that's not enough. We need bills to have hearings in the committees of jurisdiction. We need Speaker Nancy Pelosi to support H.R. 1976. And we need to have all Democrats and, yes, some Republicans to endorse and then vote for the bill. But then the big question is, how do we get there? First, we put a stop to the scheme to privatize Medicare through DCEs. There is a petition demanding Health and Human Services Secretary Becerra stop DCEs. And we have over 4,000 signatories to the petition, and we encourage people to sign the petition. You can go to the website, what Physicians Financial Health Program, which is www.pnhp.org. And we will be presenting the petition in Congress this month. Now, we know this is a winnable issue, right? DCEs, in theory, are just a model that are going to be rolled out. 
So this is a winnable issue. This is the time to act. And goodness knows Medicare for All activists need a win, right? Second, we collect copies of letters that seniors are receiving from these DCEs. We will be organizing a truth campaign around these letters. So for people that have these letters, please encourage them to send them to you or send them to me. My email, you can put the email, annamalino at gmail.com. And finally, we organize in the streets. We are working with other organizations to mobilize a mobilization campaign called How the Grinch Stole Medicare. And we will be calling on everyone to protest in front of companies that own DCEs, in front of large insurance companies and pharmacies that own DCEs. We are in the planning stages right now and we need as many people helping out as possible. Please check our website at nationalsinglepayer.com to find out how you can help put a stop to handing traditional Medicare to Wall Street. It's really not going to be Congress that's going to hand this to us on a silver platter. We know that. It's going to take people mobilizing, organizing, and demanding this. Thank you so much, Dr. Melanau, for talking with us today. It's really been a pleasure. This is Karen Greenstone and Dr. Rob Stone for Prescription for Healthcare, sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana on WFHB Community Radio. To your good health, everyone. Stay safe, and thank you for listening. We may never see this moment or place and time again.